Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast, a podcast where every other week I interview some of the most inspiring women working in data. They discuss how data is used in various industries, share their knowledge and experience in the field, and equip you with tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight to it. Hello, we are data people, so we are going to run experiments with the podcast. <laughs> I think that was a, a few months ago now, definitely way last year. I spoke with Helen from the Squiggly Career podcast, and she said, Karen, you might want to try to have a co-host on the podcast. And I've been looking and looking and looking, and I thought, who could be a co-host on the podcast. And that's when I thought, oh, Cecilia from the editing team, why not? So as you know, there is a team of volunteers that helps me with the podcast. And Cecilia is one of them. She's been with the podcast for what, a year and a half now? Uh, I would say almost two years. Two years, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two years with me on the podcast in the background editing episodes, training new volunteers and making sure everything happens. So now Cecilia is going to be joining me on the podcast as a co-host. And what we're going to do is, while I'm going to keep recording episodes with guests every month, instead of having two guests, we will have one episode with a guest and one episode with Cecilia and myself, where we are going to be discussing various topics touching the uh, career in data. So hi, Cecilia, and welcome again to the podcast, because it's the second time you're running an episode with me. I know. Hi, Karen. Very excited to be here today. That's great. So I know you've already introduced yourself on the mm -hmm. podcast because we did an episode with Bianca. We did. So that was with Bianca Palon starting your career in data. I highly recommend that you listen to this episode if you haven't done it yet, but Could you introduce yourself again, please? Of course. Uh, so I'm Cecilia. I'm a data analyst. I work for Uniquest, which is a company that does student, um, student engagement services for universities. And I've been there. Actually, this week has been two years. Oh, okay. I know. It's all two years today. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true because I do re remember you saying, oh, I'm starting a career in data and I would like mm -hmm. to get more involved. I've been listening to the podcast. So yeah, that makes sense. Well, there congrats on the two-year anniversary. Thank you very much. And so before you joined UniQuest, you were working in a completely different field. So you were not working in data, you were in hospitality doing sales. That is correct. I was in something completely different. I basically got out of university with a business degree and didn't know really what to do. So got into hospitality, uh, went to hospitality school, did my whole career in hospitality and grew in that field. And it was great. And I learned loads in that career. But it got to the point where I was getting very senior in hospitality and in sales mostly. And the next step wasn't really that interesting to me. I wasn't really excited about it. So I thought, hmm, what else could I do? So I started doing little courses here and there. And then um, 
had some friends that work in HR actually, and uh, who recommended me to do some coding. I'm like, oh, that seems like a very <laughs> far fetched thing for me. <laughs> Uh, so then I did, and I'm like, oh, actually, this could be fun. And then, you know, and then again, it opened a whole world of possibilities. I'm like, oh my God, there's so much you can do and so many different areas you can go to. Uh, so then I uh, one time tried a data analytics course. I'm like, oh my God, I could spend the whole day looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard many salespeople saying that. I'm just saying. <laughs> that is true. Normally, we, we, I didn't like it. No, I, I do like seeing it. I like seeing the progressions. I like seeing the visuals. I, I, I just really like the visuals. I'm very interested in that. Um, so I thought, hmm, I'm going to start to, uh, this is quite interesting. So I started doing little courses here and there, but you know, it's very difficult to drop a career that you've been building for 15 years and just drop everything and start something else completely. Now, in between, unfortunately, there was the pandemic where everything shut down and obviously hospitality was heavily, yeah, it was heavily impacted. So that was obviously not very good for us. And unfortunately, I found myself without a job in the middle of the pandemic. And I mean, go find a job as a salesperson in hospitality when everyone needs to be home. It's impossible. <laughs> so I thought, well, maybe this is the opportunity that I needed to get there uh so then i started doing uh, started studying a little bit more uh then i did a boot camp for three months for data science and i lived and breathed data for three months it was good because it was lockdown number two so there was nothing else we could do anyways <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i finished that that was in december 20 yeah december 2020 and then, uh, yeah, in March 21, I started this position after uh, another extensive three months of a lot of uh, interviews and questions and uh, work from home, not seeing any light at the end. But it got there. Yeah, that will be data analytics recruitment for you and <laughs> data science. It is. With- with all the three sudden steps you have to, <laughs> to get into an organization. Exactly that. <laughs> I I bet it must have been um, a very different experience for you. And I want to say, you know, as you were saying, unfortunately, the pandemic happened and you you were made redundant, etc. Mm-hmm. So this is... The pandemic was really tough and I feel like, well, it's still quite tough. I don't know if you feel it, but I definitely still feel the side effects of it. Mm -hmm. But you made the most of it. And it's, uh, you know, as they said, in adversity, there is opportunity and you definitely found it. And and that's why we're here today, actually. Now we've been doing some great work together. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm, I, now I look back and I thought, of course, that worked so well. <laughs> at the moment, it was not. I was not feeling like that at all. But now it's like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am for one, I'm glad that this happened and we could actually meet each other and become friends because I don't mm-hmm. think our path would have crossed otherwise because we were just in... Even though we are both French, we were definitely in two completely different spheres. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we would have crossed paths now. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about 
this transition. So you explained, you, you touched briefly on the recruitment process and how difficult right. it was, but I'm keen to hear about all the challenges you faced during that process. Well, first of all, I started in this uh, boot camp, and one of the reasons I chose that specific one was that there was a team that would help us prepare ourselves for the job market. So, which boot camp was it? It was uh, General Assembly's uh, data science boot camp. And since I didn't have, when I, I was coming out from hospitality, where I had a very extensive network, anything I would need, I would fairly easily get. So now I'm getting to a whole new job market where I know nobody, know nothing. I don't know how it works. I need a bit of hand holding on this. Yeah. So, um, I was, so then I had this, uh, team that helped us with our CVs, with preparing for interviews, with, you know, with all those different details that you need to get there, maybe with a slight advantage, but still it was just very helpful. So, I started with that, build my CV, build my LinkedIn uh, profile. And also, again, we were saying that with pandemic, there's it's an adversity, but there's opportunity. But in this case, it was a bit of an adversity too, because, well, I was sitting at home, nobody could meet. So I couldn't also create a network. It was very difficult because you mm. can't meet anyone. So what I, so I just started reaching out to random people because otherwise, how are you going to meet? Right. So this is how we met. Yeah. So then I started, I, I started applying for positions in companies that were looking for junior data people and for companies that I thought had a purpose, had an interesting purpose. I didn't want just a profit uh, company. I didn't want the big names. I didn't want all of that. I was looking for something very, uh, I was looking for something not too big where I could grow and I could make an impact, uh, but where I could learn too. Yeah. And I guess that makes total sense. If you are joining a new field, you definitely want to be somewhere where you can learn as much as possible. I, I just would like to briefly touch on mm -hmm how you reached out to people on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something that is quite important because as you said, you were building your network. You didn't know anyone in the field and you wanted to, to get into. But some people get quite intimidated in, I, I, I see two, well, three different types of people. So there is people like you who do it really well. So I remember you sent me a message. I got hooked straight away. I was like, oh, she looks interesting. I want to know more. So we, we started chatting about different things. Mm -hmm. Then you have the ones who are not doing it because they're scared. They're like, oh, they're not going to read my message or maybe I'm going to come mm -hmm. across to, as too forceful. And then you have the ones who, who are actually way too forceful. So I've had mm -hmm. messages being sent to me that where I was thinking, wait, what? <laughs> um, so being, oh, If I send you my CV, do you pass it to HR? And I'm just like, no, I don't know you. That's not um, how it happens. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I think especially since I, I've always had some interesting messages, but since I've met, I joined Monzo, it's gone crazy. So I've, I've even yeah. had someone telling me, oh, I've applied for a job. Can you go check where the status is? And I'm thinking, <laughs> 
That's cute. <laughs> the job is not even in my team, you know. I'm just like, where do you come from? So do you have any tips for people to really leverage the power of LinkedIn and networking mm -hmm. so that if they have a request, it will be impactful or at least not make people want to block them? Sure. <laughs> well, I think that that's when my previous work experience comes to play because obviously I was doing sales for hospitality. And let me tell you, there's a lot of people in that market and forceful, forcefulness doesn't work. People don't like it. it they get very, they, they close themselves. They don't want to talk to you. So there's no point in that. I think I can't really remember the first message I sent to you. I'll be very honest, but um, I think it's not about what I want from you. I think it's what, what can we exchange, first of all. And I think it's also, there's, there might be a little bit of uh, stroking the ego of the person in front of you, like, you know, but you have to do it in an honest way. So mm. I heard your podcast, thought it was really cool just wanted to connect. I am doing this transition in my life. You know, you also need to offer a little bit of yourself. So it's not about just taking whatever the other people have or could potentially propose to you, but also I have this, let's have a conversation and perhaps try and mix and match and see what we can build together. It's not about you give me this. Now you look for my CV in this whole bunch of people that are all very interesting so I think it's about exchange yeah so it's, it's finding a middle ground yeah and on the other side where people are too shy to actually go and send a message or think they're not going to get any answers I'm I'm guessing in sales you would have done a few cold calls maybe oh uh, so much and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many I've, I mean yeah I mean especially when you start the number of times I had to sit in an office and do cold calls with all of your colleagues sitting next to you and going, hmm, oh, this was clever. Oh, this was terrible. <laughs> and you know you're being judged. So at some point, you kind of need to just phase it out. It's fine. What's the worst that could happen? You get a no or a not response. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn from you. <laughs> so I, I remember a few years ago, someone told me, if you were, we did this exercise. I can't remember why, why we did that. That was at Cardly Sticks. We, we did this exercise saying, if for a month you were to change job with someone in the organization or shadow someone in the organization, who would you go with? And I went for someone in sales straight away because this is the skill I need. <laughs> I just, Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I take you to my old job and give you a, a phone? And <laughs> let, let, let's not go that far. <laughs> no, you wouldn't like it anyways. <laughs> um, so network was difficult. Mm. Recruitment process was long and tedious. I think long and tedious, yeah. Uh, I thought it was interesting because from every every interview, I actually learned something, even if it was, you know, from the test. I mean, oh, the test would... <laughs> <laughs> Gives me anxious, gives me palpitations still now. You and but, I both. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, it was, it was, it was, I don't regret it, but it was, yeah, except at some point I had five interviews lined, five different companies with interviews and tests <gasps> all lined up at the same time. And I thought, Oh my God, 
time management was key. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a full-time job looking for, for a new job, especially in data analytics and data science. Mm-hmm. If you remember the the episode I did with Lizzie Harris towards the end of last year, where we were talking about making the recruitment process better, mm-hmm. I, I feel there is definitely room for improvement there where we're not putting too much pressure on people. I mean, if you have one job interview with one company, fair enough. But as you said, if you have five, it, oh. it gets a bit intense. It does. But, you know, you also need to... I was also just doing that and yeah. I was transitioning careers. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to give everything I have. And now it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Life is good. <laughs> so with with all these changes, and you did mention the fact that everything was new and you needed a bit of hand-holding at the beginning with the CV and everything. How did that make you feel really? Because you had 15 years of experience in your in your previous career? I did. Um, well, it felt a little bit like uh, being a new graduate, you know, when you come out of, of university or, or from school, except that this is the funny thing is that I've, I've, I felt I had much more confidence when I was coming out of university and just going, yes, I will go and get a job very easily. Uh, than I did when I uh, when I did my my career transition two years ago, because I thought, oh my god, they will totally see through me. They will, you know, that imposter syndrome totally kicked in. They will see through me. I don't know anything about this. I have no experience. I don't know anyone. Oh my god! Um, so it was very difficult to control that part and just pick me up to go and just go, yes, no, you can do it. It's fine. You know, you're not the only one. There is a space for everyone and everything. And the truth is, truth is that there is. I, my company knew very well that I didn't know anything, that mm-hmm. this was a first position. I didn't lie anywhere. Everything was cards on the table. I was very honest, but I was, I, I also explained to them that I really liked their company for several reasons, but I really like that company because firstly, it's a company that works with education, um, which is something that obviously I was very interested in, especially just coming out of a course that was quite extensive. And also the two leaders of my company, the two founders are two women that have been in this, in the education industry for quite some time and started their company 10 years ago. So, you know, it's, I thought that this was all very inspiring. So I was really keen and I said it to them. So, yeah, so I thought, I thought it was the right place for me to be. And well, obviously they did too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they still do because you've been there still and doing do. great. Yeah. <laughs> so did you feel like, did you feel like you had to compete with people who are coming out of university and you had to justify yourself a bit more from that perspective? I did a bit and and this is something that still to this day, you know, whenever I see a job opportunity or something like that and I see, for example, must have STEM um, degree and things like that, it puts me off because I don't. Uh, th- this is not what I studied. This is not at all where I'm coming from. And it closes me off to that company, but I think it also closes the company to people that could bring something a little bit different uh, to the table. Maybe this is not what they're looking for either. So that's fine. You know, not yeah. everyone is looking for the same thing. 
But I did think that, yeah, I mean, I also had, for example, in my course, I had kids that were coming out of university and doing a boot camp and going for, uh, for, for, for a position. And they, and I knew some of them went to the same positions as I did. Yeah. And I was like, how can I compete with a kid that just came out from, well, a kid? <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing my age. <laughs> Um, so you let's know, not 20, offend I, some of the podcast listeners. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, but they're like, you know, 20-something-year-olds uh, that just came out of university and they have all of that fresh in their minds and did a data science bootcamp for three months. Of course, they're going to be great. They'll be brilliant. But at the same time, they won't have corporate experience. They won't mm. have... They, they won't have the ease of communication um, or anything like that that I think I can bring to the table. Yeah, I think definitely all your experience and especially background in sales just gives you such a big advantage versus other people on the market. Yeah. You need to connect with Jackie Carter. I can't remember if you edited her episode. Someone is, who, who, I can't remember who I edited her I don't her think episode. I did, no. <laughs> no, you need to connect with her. Her whole work life right now is about promoting the fact that to work in data you don't need to have a STEM background and that we need to be more open so obviously there are roles that would require STEM backgrounds mm -hmm. but she does a lot of work around in data we need to be more open-minded to people coming from from different fields um, so definitely I would introduce the two of you sounds brilliant yes <laughs> please <laughs> So coming from a senior position in hospitality to a junior slash entry level mm -hmm. in data, what yep. happened to your salary? Well, <laughs> it went a bit down, but I knew that. And I knew that that was where I was going to go. But to give you an idea, the my entry salary in the data world is much higher than my salary, for example, when I moved to London as a, not junior, but not mid-manager, mid-management mm. role in sales, I have a better salary. I had a better salary than I did 10 years ago. So it's, I think there is a bigger, there's a bigger probability to increase your salary in data than there is in, in hospitality. In hospitality, everything is very fixed. You know, you have a organizational tree and you, you keep going up a step and a step and a step, but it's very difficult. I mean, basically, I mean, in, in the UK is a little bit better, but, um, I mean, I'm sure you know, but uh, when, uh, before London, I was working in Paris and over there, either the person goes on retirement or leaves. That's yeah. the only possibility you would have to grow in the company. Otherwise, you'll stay in that position forever. There is no way of upgrading your career at yeah, all. Yeah, the market doesn't move as much. It's getting better now. Um, I hope so. With, yeah, speaking <laughs> with some of my friends in Paris, it's getting much better. Yeah. But it still doesn't move as fast as London. I mean, no, London is it, the best place to be. It is, it is the best place to be for things like this. Absolutely. And I do agree. And um, I, I don't want to be anywhere else at the moment. But yeah, I, I, I can see that there is a possibility. I think that I'll be back in the salary I was in a couple of years. 
So yeah. this is an investment I did for myself. This is fine. Cost of living crisis is not helping anyone, but um, but we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> Having a nervous laugh right now. <laughs> I know. I will show you my gas bill later. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Don't get me started. <laughs> So, yeah, so I guess what, how you saw it was that it is a decrease in salary, but one that mm-hmm. you're going to be able to make up for quite mm-hmm. quickly. So that, that made it better. Yes. Okay, so we touched on challenges, but there were some great things there. What what did you learn from all this experience? Well, first of all, I think I learned a lot on how to be independent on my job. Because when we started uh, when I started in this company we were still during pandemic time so I was at home by myself here is your laptop good luck (laughs) and I thought oh my god I'm starting a new job a new career new everything I remember the first couple of days thinking do I need to tell my boss I'm cocking off or you know things like that and and now when I think of it it's absolutely ridiculous because you know you I know that it's not in every company, but I'm quite happy that where I am, they trust the people yeah. that are working there. So as long as I deliver everything in a timely manner, there's no problem. So I, I can organize myself and I, and everything is quite flexible for us. So that was quite a learning because, you know, in hospitality, you get there at 8.39. If you're there at 9.05, you're already late. It's not a very good look for you, and you have mm. to be there until six pm so this is this was great. Then I think also I had to learn how to well, like I said, to be independent, but to look for the answers myself. I don't necessarily have someone all the time that can just go and help me with a question or a problem, so I had to dig in quite deep in, in, in some aspects and just look for the answer. And it's quite nice to be independent like that. But yeah. also, I mean, but it also comes with its, with its downsides where sometimes the problem is too big. You do need some help. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, but it was, I think it was what I mostly learned was to be very independent in my job and just go and search for it. All right. Thanks for sharing that. And we, I mean, we're going to be back on the podcast together again in a, of in a, in a few <laughs> weeks. But just to close this episode, mm-hmm. what are you, you mentioned the fact that learning was important for you. Mm-hmm. What are you learning at the moment or are interested in learning? Well, there's a few things. At the moment, uh, my company is going through a reorganization of the data structure and they are going into AWS. So this is something Ooh. I'm going to have to learn. <laughs> exactly. Oof. So this is something I will have to learn. I did touch it for like a day or two uh, back when I was in the boot camp, but it was really, I mean, I can't tell you what I did anymore. <laughs> too long ago. And, you know, one day, two years ago, oof, who knows? Um, so that's what I'm needing to learn. I've been doing quite a lot of um, little challenges with Tableau and I've been trying to learn about color schemes and uh, how to make it more attractive. Okay. 
in terms of analytics. And then also, um, the, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about this very soon, but, um, you had, uh, Wendy, um, Wendy Lynch, who was in your, uh, in the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And I thought that she was so inspiring and I, re- I'm really interested. I'm, I'm going to try and see if I can do at least a module or something small. Celia, she had a discount in March. <laughs> I know, darling. I know. <laughs> Let, let's try to get a, a sticky discount. A sticky <laughs> Hi, discount. Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, I know, I know, but it's just, it's been, um, it was a very busy couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. And I can totally relate to how you felt about the episode with Wendy. I, I was so, impressed by her and so inspired that there are a few guests on the podcast where I have the conversation and I'm like I want to come and work with you please teach me the way she is definitely one of them that is exactly that yeah can I please sit next to you (laughs) (laughs) so for if listeners if you haven't listened to Wendy I can't remember what episode number that was in February it was episode 76. 76. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Cecilia, for joining me on the podcast. And I will be chatting with you in a few weeks. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. We will be back in a couple of weeks with a new guest. Until then, if you have two minutes, it would be great if you could leave us a rating or a review as it helps not only to make the podcast more visible, but also to enhance the content. If you don't want to miss the next episode, follow us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We are also on LinkedIn. And if you wish to, you can even register to the community for free. All you have to do is head to womenindata.co.uk. Have a great day.